0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another Nerds Order Music Interview. Today we are with the band known as Agony Incorporated. How are you guys doing this wonderful evening?
1: We're doing well.
2: Doing good. Awesome day. Good.
0: Beautiful day It's raining over it's raining like hell over here where I'm at. Ugh. All right, let's get started. So tell me a little bit about yourselves. Oh uh,
3: I could buy Woodstock. Uh, I've probably been playing for like about 20 years, at least since 2008 with bands, though. Um, did a lot of punk, did some blues, did some rock, cover bands, stuff like that. This time I get to kind of come back into metal and rock. It's, it's, it's nice to be able to find people to work with, so. Uh, see,
2: I've been doing music about 20 years with a minor four-year break for the Army and going overseas. Um, probably been playing in live shows probably about as long as Woodstock has. Um, I was in SCORN for God, about 18 years. Um, so this is literally only my second band I've ever played
1: in. <laughs> that's, that's my, uh, my name is David Mulcair, I'm the bassist of the group. Uh, basically, musically, I was, uh, like in the jazz scene, then I kind of slowly came over to the middle of the scene with uh, Woodstock. I used to be in a cover band with her as well.
3: I stole and him and took him with me. <laughs>
1: that's about it.
2: Nice. Me, me and Woodstock have been friends for a good 10 years or so now.
3: Uh, I mean, at least as a group, three of us have known each other for at least 10 years and wound up, we're all in different bands but played on the same circuit. But um, it's, it's, you know,
1: including our drummer Steve Kemp yeah
2: we were all in we were all playing shows together in different bands sharing the stage and now like 10 years later we're all playing in the same band
0: nice so where did your journeys into music begin
3: I'm sorry say again
0: where did your journeys into music begin like where did it start for you
3: uh for me it was my brothers because my brothers always played guitar and we're, and we're kind of punk rockers so my first band was actually with them, and I was underage in the bars, but we were singing like punk folk Celtic music. It was weird, and, you know, fat cops are trying to fool the world, so <laughs> that's kind of how it started, but I, I come from a musical family. Everybody in my family does something like that. I would call it just inevitable. <laughs>
2: For me, it was a little bit different, I guess. I didn't grow up in music. I mean, I grew up loving music, but I was an athlete pretty much until I was 17. And then uh, I got hurt and had to have
1: surgery and picked up a guitar, and that's how it started for me. I blame my uncle for bringing me into music, which I love. And the first musical instrument I learned was my uh, uncle's uh, mandolin. And for me, for switching over to bass, I would thank my dad. (laughs) is he's hard of hearing, dad. and he likes uh, the uh, low end of the upright bass. That's how I got into music.
3: Nice.
0: So when did the band form? About almost two
2: years ago now. Yeah. yeah, it's almost two years ago. Um, Scorned had just disbanded, and I had been gone from music for about six eight months.
3: Yeah, for a minute. And uh, I took a little break, and then. I started
2: playing with uh, their drummer from their other band, and Brian, but she's now like Chris Cattahaw. Yeah, like, like, and uh, Brian brought, you know, Dave with, him. of course, Woody. I thought Brian was originally going to be the same. Yeah, Brian was originally <laughs> one to sing, but, uh, but no, you know, we formed a solid core here with us three, and, you know, it, it's, I guess it was about two years ago, and, I found out that Dave and Brian were playing. She called me up and she was like, I want to
1: play.
3: Yeah. Now um, we had uh, come from a cover band and it was kind of toxic. So fun, every, so. Everything went flat. <laughs> and I had the drummer's name was Brian and I had Dave. They were all pissed off at the central person around that. And was Jay was still looking for people. So we kind of just moved people over here. We still wanted to play music. You know, didn't want, we didn't want the drama. Um, and the original drummer, he, he left. We kind of cycled through a couple of drummers because they tried. think you know, this wasn't really what I wanted to do. Um, we much we're much more settled now. Uh, it's nice because it makes everything nice and tight. <laughs> uh,
0: what made you guys think of the band name?
3: I think that's his. Uh,
1: I think you can explain the best of what the
2: uh, band name is. Oh, I, I, can I Um, basically, it comes from. Every single one of us in this band have had traumatizing experiences in our life. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a collection of musicians who have just been through agony, you know? So it's kind of a collective agony incorporated.
0: I like that. I really do.
3: So he's got his war stuff, I've got domestic violence a lot of the symptoms are the same but different and it it will affect your life a lot of times at least with music they used to say that there was a lot of mental health problems in music i honestly think it's because we don't have enough counseling in the world that a lot of people go to the music to put it somewhere that's positive so you're not self-destructive it's a creative outlet for us and you don't have to filter everything sometimes you need not a filter yeah and like three out of the four band members uh you know Three, three of us
2: suffer from PTSD. Mm-hmm. I don't have a cool back story. <laughs> you know, me, me, don't have to
3: have-
2: me and Steve are both veterans, and we've both been over to Iraq, and we have PTSD from there, and she has, you know, non-war
0: PTSD.
3: Non-war <laughs> PTSD.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for serving our country. And the big thing about music, I totally get that. Because music is my therapist. Without it, I wouldn't be here right now. So I can relate to that on a very personal level. Is actually why I started just holding up in the first place, was to give back. Yeah, you
2: know, and we hope everybody feels that way when it comes to our music. You know, it's kind of, we hope they feel it on a personal level.
0: Yeah. But my next question is, what is the music writing process for you and your band?
2: Ooh, there's, there's actually, I don't know, there's a, there's a couple different processes. Sometimes we just get into the, uh, into the garage and jam out and some great music comes out. And then there's other times where one of us will have been working on a song for a while or something like that. And we'll just bring it in and be like, hey, I've got this. Let's write around it.
3: Yeah, I, I do like having the free jam. Some good stuff comes out of it. Johnny's Fun was actually a jam session, and I only recorded a snippet of it and then developed it later. It was never meant to be a song. It just went, poof, there it was. So I'll <laughs> take them. I'll take them when they come. All right. Uh, other times we're trying to be more precise and we'll record everything because I'm really annoying. Like, I want to do it section by section. I want to kind of hear the song from afar so I can tell. You know, I don't want to do too much in the wrong places either. It needs to build right on dynamics. I want it to be smooth. Sometimes I'm pickier about it. Yeah, and Johnny's Fine
2: kind of took on a life zone. We came in here, we jammed it, and we were putting it on the album, but we didn't expect it to to really make its way around the way it has. And it's like, and we released a single after that, and nobody, like, Johnny's Fine still overshadows the single we have now. It's like, wow. It just kind of took on a form of its own and said,
3: I'm going this way.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Johnny's Fine, what was the meaning behind that song?
3: So the meaning behind Johnny's Fine is a commentary on no-knock grades in general. Uh, my thing is, is if people have been smoking pot in their houses for a very long time. Most of the time, they're just doing it on their own. Uh, they're not violent. In this case, I'd say Johnny's a musician. He's sitting there. He's working on his music. He's smoking of a bowl. He's really not bothering anyone. And then there's just this vibe of somebody busting down your door and causing all this chaos and what was already there was not chaos. Somebody dies. I'm going, we're seeing this a lot even with people who don't have anything on. Like It, it doesn't justify having that amount of force used for something like that. Um, it's 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 too much. It's overdone. So I don't really blame people for kind of ignoring the law in a sense. I'm like, you really, you risk your life anyway, and even if you are peaceful, it kind of doesn't matter. Um, at the same time, it, it gets really annoying to continue to try and educate people and be like, I will throw you a mountain of books and research and, and all of this. And we can look at the whole debate from all sides, especially when it comes to just drugs in general. But, I mean, we just seem to Keep doing the same thing even when it doesn't work and even when people are dying. I'm going. To...
1: It's a weed song.
3: It's still a weed song, <laughs> but
1: it's, it's an angry weed song.
3: I, it, I mean, it's one of those songs that the, the message is serious, but the music is light and happy. I don't know if that happens all the time. I don't time. think I've ever written a
1: happy weed <laughs> song in a long time. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been high lately,
3: Jay? What's wrong? I don't know. <laughs> you know
0: it's, turned out not, it's turned out not so happy. Yeah. Well, see songs like that help the message sink in. When the lyrics are, like, really meaningful, but the music is kind of not, it really does help the lyrics themselves sink in, which is why I like music like that. That's actually why I fell in love with that song and wanted to ask about it. Because when you sent that to me, I'm over here like, okay, I'll give it a shot, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Need to fucking ask about this one, Some really good stuff. Keep it up.
2: It's more personal,
1: it's more it's, personal song yeah. Keeping
2: Score is probably a deeper song, uh, definitely a deeper song when it comes to the meaning. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a little shocked that it didn't, you know, I shoot, like <laughs> shoot off the way I thought it was going to shoot off, but it, just, loved got it, over, it just got overshadowed. It's a great song, it just got overshadowed by Johnny's Fine. People are still loving that. People were like, okay, we're not ready for
0: the next one yet. We're still on this one. I I, I can definitely see that, but I still love that one way more, personally. I love Keeping Score a lot more. (laughs) I mean, well, I'm not trying to sound... I don't don't mean like that. I love both songs, yes. I just see the bigger message with Keeping Score.
3: Like,
2: keeping score is probably my favorite song to play. And it was like one of my out of out of 20 years of writing songs it's still it's probably my favorite song to play
0: hmm. well speaking of that tell me a bit about your time in Scorned
2: um I spent 17 years or 18 years in Scorned uh, I guess you could say almost 20 because we're still not technically gone we're just not doing shows anymore but um so I guess you could say 20 now but um at one point I was a singer and then I stepped down and Cody took over as singer. Um, you know, it, the, the 20 years in Scorn were really good. I, I enjoyed every single moment of it. Uh, we won six awards. It was, you know, another mistake was probably the biggest song we had. Um, so I guess if you get a chance to go look up Scorn, look up scoring another mistake, because that was probably the, uh, Biggest song we had. Yeah, that was pretty much what sent us off skyrocketing. Um, but yeah, it scorned was a uh, was my first ever band, and I was just never the type to go from band to band. I stuck with scorned and just kept on. This is
1: kind of like a continuation.
2: Yeah, putting I, I just kept putting new band members away, you know, into it, and then. When it kind of, when we stopped doing shows, it was time for a new project. You know, can't get better
0: than what we got now. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So far. Well, speaking of another, another mistake, what was the art behind that, guys? I'm looking at the album cover right now. I love the art. What was the process behind that? What's that? I'm looking at um, another mistake right now. What was the process behind the cover art for that one?
1: The cover of all right, the artwork. Oh the yeah artwork. the artwork. god I don't even know what it looks like. Oh man that was um
2: I guess it was about people having addictions and ruining relationships through it. If I remember correctly um we had a video on it and that was what that was all about was basically uh bad relationships. That-
0: you know, it, I've, been, I've been through a lot of those
2: relationships caused by
0: addictions. Uh, well, I haven't been through that aspect. I've been through bad relationships, but not the aspect of addiction.
1: And, you know, me and,
2: me and Cody had both been in relationships where they were literally ruined because somebody decided they wanted to stay on drugs too long or didn't want to live life correctly, and hmm. you know, it starts interfering with lives.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see how that would happen too, because addiction's a really serious issue and it's people some people just don't know how to cope with it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I, I, I sat there and I watched people I care about just go downhill really quick.
0: Mm-hmm. It's hard. I've lost a few friends to that myself, so I definitely get that. And one friend I don't talk to anymore is like a complete alcoholic and it's sad. Like yeah yeah when you can't help them it's time to just let it go and move on and just hope for the best for them
2: but yeah that's pretty much what another mistake was about making more mistakes in relationships
0: i will have to give that song a listen later because now i'm really intrigued
2: (laughs) (laughs) the video is pretty funny i got a chance to uh knock out my singer in
0: that one i'll make sure to watch that uh, my next question is: Who would you guys love to play with on stage and collaborate with in studio? Ooh,
1: All right. Ooh that's a toughie. Does it have to be realistic? Or... Well,
0: anything um, you want. Any anything you want. Alive, dead doesn't matter.
2: If we're, gonna call,
1: if we're gonna say pipe dreams, I would have to say James Hetfield. But if we're gonna say as producer, as like guitarist. Is he gonna be singing on the track? We're, I don't care what he does. As long
2: as <laughs> okay, but on, on a uh, non you know pipe dream level, I guess I would say I've always really wanted to work with uh, this singer named uh, Rachel, Rachel Bennett. She uh, is a singer for Downfall Rising out in Texas mm. and just amazing. She's probably my second favorite performer. Besides this
3: one, what were you like? Man, I get stuck on the music. I, I like this new band. I don't know, it's not new by now. I like Highly Suspect, and I like how they're independent. That makes me really proud for them. And they're a little 3 piece band. And I like, I don't want them specifically. I want something like that and kind of groupings like that. And that's more what I'm looking for is, well, which bands are are we all going to, you know, like, get along with, and we're going to have a good time, and they put really good music, and we're going to create a good show together. Um, other than that,
1: just stay flexible, <laughs> okay? I get the shot at something else, that's great, but... <laughs> what I'll say cool is we have like a song called Betrayed, which is like a medievalist operatic type, but we might like do another song in that style, but have like the singer of Nightwish, for Jansen feature on our song with Katie Folkland as well, so two Daniel two vocals at the same time. Sure. That'd
3: be, that, that'd, a
1: cool, band that'd be cool. Yeah. And okay.
2: I'll behind, behind. I, I will say that we do have real one really cool thing that we already collaborate with one one really cool person, and that's John Lacomp. And I mean, you don't get more amazing than John huge. I, mean, like I mean, he was the original guitarist of Evanescence okay, uh, I mean excited. He's, he's our producer, but he's more than a producer, he's a mentor to us too. He gets down and Teaches us That's as well, yeah. And you know, I've been you know, me and John have been friends for about God, six, seven years now. And it's really, I would say, it's honestly an honor to be able to work with him because you look at everything he's done in music and you're like, wow, we get to work with John LeComp.
1: Let's hope to do that
2: too.
0: This guy has won Grammys, we get to work with him. That's awesome i love evanescence i love their stuff so
3: as far as me to him uh, he's a straight shooter okay i can have a conversation with him and he's gonna push you and you're gonna push back as long as you're not a complete asshole but everything can work but it's good (laughs) to have it sometimes with a little bit of a fire of no let's let's go this way because sometimes we come in we at least in the beginning um and there'd be pieces of the song missing. Like there wouldn't be a chorus or there wouldn't be a bridge or something. Yeah, like for example, a transition yeah, is, is weird. Is so you nice start hard. listening too much to your own music and you need those perspectives to like you know, let's get it structured a little bit better. It can be better. Yeah, John. Better. John's
2: really good at like getting me out of my tunnel on guitar. Like mm-hmm. we'll go down and record and I will set in stone in my mind of what I'm doing. And all of a sudden he'll be like well, what if you did this? And it's like, oh, wow, my tunnel just opened and I'm seeing a lot more with this song now.
0: Nice, that's that's, that's amazing. He actually
2: gets involved. He doesn't just push a button and
1: record you. Oh, he likes to put his input into it.
0: it? Yeah. That's great, honestly. Having a mentor, like as, as a producer is, I can imagine an amazing feeling. It is, it
2: is. Uh, And, you know, he's been very good to us.
3: I think it goes well with how we operate within the band too. Like everybody brings their talent, but we're always, you know, try and get more out of it. Like if any one of us hears it, if that makes sense. I mean, use what you have, why not? If you can shred, go for it. (laughs) Gimme. You can give me a really great drum roll. Awesome. (laughs) Gimme. Yep. I can't do it. Somebody, you're
2: going to do it for me. Okay, do it for me. <laughs> he also does just boss you around with it. He's just like, try this. But if you find something that's different from what he was suggesting, but still along the same lines, he'll he's very accepting of that. He's just like, oh, yeah, that's a, let's do that. The more we improve the song, the more the better it's going to be. So he's not a very, he, he's not, you know, pushy. He's just there to offer
0: us guidance. That's, that's how it should be, honestly. And that's amazing that you guys have such a opportunity like that and a resource. All
1: right.
0: My next question is, what is the best piece of advice you were ever given when entering music?
2: Oh, this, this is a fun one because this is one I actually wanted to say to Katie. You know, um, but the best advice I ever got was when you go on stage, you have to go up there and basically, uh, the way it was put to me was make it your bitch. <laughs> you have to go up on stage owning it. And you have to go up on stage with all the confidence and support.
0: I love that.
3: Mine's a little different. I actually quit for a little while and wasn't doing bands and wasn't doing music. I was still trying to keep my voice warmed up and go do karaoke. Woo-hoo! Unfortunately, my karaoke is different than other people's karaoke and it gets noticed okay. and people would they, at a certain point they kept walking up and said, what are you doing here? <laughs> you need to go do something with that. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> like, so I guess in an essence, I got told, don't quit and go do something. So many times that I went, all right, fine. I will go put this somewhere. Otherwise, it's going to waste. Um, and I think it's important people understand that you take breaks you take lulls and that can wax and wane, but you don't have to pressure yourself. Just go create something you like, okay? I'm full thinking. really. You're still
1: thinking about the advice? Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking if music is your passion, you should go for it. Don't let uh, people all you
0: down and say you're this is not worth it. This is a terrible life choice. Music, music is really helps out. It does. I can relate to that 110%. Without music I wouldn't be here. So I definitely like I like that a lot. I can still remember that day too, but I'm not gonna get into that right now.
3: Um. <laughs>
0: No, nah, it was a very dark time for me, and music really came into play.
3: Right? Even if you're not able to play music and stuff, just listening to it or going to enjoy it and exploring it in general, it, it helps. It's one thing that you can go anywhere in the world and there is music, and you don't always need a translator. It's sometimes you can still understand, That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Right, my last and final question is: What is next for Agony Incorporated? What is the future for your band?
2: Uh, um, here, this next week, I'm going to be uh, sending out feelers to uh, start getting tours set up for summer. So, I think that's next on my agenda is to get tours set up, um, and we're going to get merch for the shows. We're, we're looking at east coast, uh, east coast tour, and a west coast tour. Mm-hmm. So we're ho- hopefully going to get out near, uh, I really want to get up near Boston, New York for the East Coast tour. I'm right
0: near there, so definitely come by to Connecticut and I'll go to that show.
3: Right, okay. And we okay. can. Continue, and,
2: and, I, and I really want to play with Sepsons. I know you interviewed.
0: Oh, with sepsis. Know. Yeah, great, great people. I, I'm, I'm hoping that when we go up into
2: that area, we can get a show scheduled with them and that way yeah, and we, we get forward, yeah. a dynamic show, you know?
0: I can try to get you in touch with them. I can see what I can well,
2: i talked to Melissa a couple of times. Uh, all right. We're in contact, so I just got... It's just a matter of getting the tour set up and then coordinating a show.
0: Right. I'm actually working on something very similar with the owner of Di Records. We're planning a little music festival when COVID's over. We're starting small, but we're planning around and seeing what we can do.
3: I'm kind of like... I don't really know if it's all going to work because when I first started trying to do shows you had Corona and you planned something and it canceled and or it just there was no way to get as many people. It, it's going to be kind of a, a slow coming out. You got to creep out with music because you still don't know. Vaccine's not done all the way and I'm going, I don't know. I I kind of got a little bit of a line for what ifs. But yeah. there's there's the plan and then there's what happens. I, mean, I really look forward to getting out and seeing other bands and seeing some of these really cool places. That's probably my favorite part is to get to see all this
0: amazing talent. Definitely. And when concerts do start revving up again, I'm going to go to as many as possible because my life before this was always going to music festivals and stuff like that. I miss those days. Nice. I really miss those days so much.
3: Miss the sun, okay? I miss the sun. <laughs> what What is
2: exciting about all this, though, is everybody is just bursting to wait to get out to go out to concerts now. And yeah. before COVID happened, there there was some music scenes that were starting to, you know, be on their lifelines because nobody was going out to shows anymore because they had taken it for granted and everything. And now that the COVID hit, it's like everybody's starting to get revved up, and they're like, man. We should have gone to more shows before COVID. I don't
3: know. I feel like they're gonna come out and be a little bit wild. Yeah. I, like I feel like that's all gonna be like this all around. I'm like holy crap. Okay, people, calm down just a little.
1: Hopefully, <laughs> small bands, medium bands, and the big bands. I think
2: it's gonna yeah. be yeah. an yeah. explosion. I think it's gonna be an explosion of music once COVID is calmed down, it's just like everybody's waiting for. it. Everybody's waiting to get out. Everybody.
3: Waves of it. Who <laughs> are the new bands coming
0: out? Most definitely. And I can't Thank wait to see how that turns out.
2: You had a lot of bands that went away because of COVID, so it's like a whole new batch of bands that we're playing with now, and it's like a whole new experience because half the bands we played with are gone now. And now you're like having to introduce yourself to new people. I'm
3: like, hey,
2: we haven't played with you yet. Right? <laughs> That's always fun, though.
0: It is. It gives a, it gives a chance for the bands to connect. It's making things more exciting knowing that it's probably going
1: to be an explosion once it like an going in next we're gonna play with all three new bands that so we haven't played with mm-hmm. yeah we're excited about that we go to Houston April
2: 24th and uh play at Acadia down there Ooh. and uh, three Houston bands playing with us so is
1: oh, this one stand time again
2: yeah. Austin
0: that's gonna be fun
2: so we're really excited about the Houston show
0: Tell me how it goes, because now I can't wait to see it. Too bad I can't travel up there because of COVID. But we were traveling
1: yeah.
3: No, I mean, I've got a camcorder, and then I also tend to do lives, uh, like live streaming. But I'll usually only live stream for one song at a time if I'm trying to do it. I can't do it for myself, but I can do it for other bands, because it makes it easier if they want to take it down and, and do something with it. Instead of trying to do the whole thing, there's just a clear start and a clear stop. Um, I don't know the filming bands, It can go lots of ways. All I can really tell you is, if you're in this big room, you got lots of amplifiers. Stand at the back of the room and zoom in, because it just <laughs> it'll eat through the, the speakers on your phones, and it sounds like on, stuff. sounds like shit. Sounds like yeah. shit on a recording. It just it's just overbears. Oh, I know
0: that feeling. I went to a festival one time and I did that and the audio was just was, was garbage. I'm like, oh, I want to keep this. Dude.
3: Well, it, man, it you if, when you're in the room, you know how it sounded. Sometimes when you're you're just too close to it, which is fine, be excited, be close, but it's probably gonna be shit audio. <laughs> uh,
2: but it does remind me of the first time I ever heard her sing. Her voice is so powerful. I did not know her voice was so powerful. <laughs> so I'm standing right next to the speaker. And she starts singing, and my ear goes,
3: ow, that's powerful. Wow, it's loud.
1: She'll be sad about speakers. i think it's it's super loud, I've been singing, but otherwise, <laughs> like,
3: very quiet otherwise. I'm like, I, I don't know. That's like the yin and yang of it.
2: I wasn't expecting that powerful of a
3: voice coming from
2: someone so tiny.
3: It's channeled, okay? It's in the music. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: this, this has been great. Uh, I think I'm going to wrap things up here because everything I wanted to talk about has been answered. And this has honestly been a blast. It has been so much fun speaking with all of you. Well,
1: thanks. I'm glad to thank do you know for,
3: it. Thank you for having
0: us. This has been another Nerd Jordan music interview. Today we had the wonderful chance to speak with three of the members from Agony Incorporated. Thank you guys so much for being here. And all of you guys have an awesome night. Take care. Later.
2: Yeah, nice night, man.